Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. So you're facing Tom Brady. Hmm. And you don't Tom have... Tom Offerman or Tom Brady? I feel like we were just in, like, a train wreck with how you just jumped in there with something so stupid to say like that. What does that even mean? Has there ever been a time when I've tried to make a joke or a pun on your opening yeah, line? Yeah, some jokes that have worked, but that one was just... Okay. It didn't even make sense. Okay. So you're facing Tom Brady in your defense. You don't have much confidence in it. We're back to where I wanted to be. Yeah. You kind of need your offense to do some lifting here, and I'm not saying get out there and win a game 45-41. to 41. That's an impossible turnaround from where they were just last week to this week against a damn All good season Tampa long. Bay defense. All season long. Well, you just put up your lowest total of points right. in a game. You didn't even get into the end zone for the first time all season. I think they'll fix that. I think they'll score a touchdown in this game, or at least I'm, I'm very hopeful for that. They'll have the home crowd on their side, which is a big deal. That's a pretty good home field advantage they have up there in Buffalo, especially against a rookie in his first start. No excuses there, though. You got to do better than three points. Mm-hmm. And you certainly do in this game if you have any hopes of keeping it close, going into halftime with a chance still, entering the fourth quarter, down by a score maybe, down by a field goal, keeping your fans interested, keeping people invested in the game, not being an embarrassment, still popping up on the red zone from time to time, and it's not just the other team that keeps right. shoving it down your throats with Scott Hansen laughing at you. <laughs> You gotta you gotta wake up a little bit in this game. You gotta start seeing some progress points wise. Because last week I do think we actually saw progress. Yeah, I agree. Drives. They only went three and out three times, which I think Jerry Dulac said this on Mark's show yesterday. You know, Buffalo hasn't gone three and out three times all year long, probably, but for the Steelers offense, that's good progress. Like it is. That's that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh first drive of the game. They got right. po- they got points on it. Their When's best the last drive time of the that's day. happened, you know. And how about that? It was their only time scoring. Of course, but you know, baby steps. Something that you've scripted but all week actually worked for a change. You felt good after that first drive I did. because it's seven to three. It was we a answered. long drive. Yeah, you answer. You put up points, and then you don't do it for the rest of the game. You don't. I I did not see that coming. Tom. No, neither did I. I mean, I don't think anyone saw three points on the day coming. But the fact that you came out there. And it's it's I'll point to what Mike Tomlin defined Kenny's effect on the team as is that spark right? Mm-hmm. 
It was the only time all season long the Steelers have scored on an opening drive. Regardless of touchdown or field goal, they put up points on the board for the first time in an opening drive all season long. You think, oh, that's why you brought in somebody new. That's why you made the switch. Is because it wasn't just a spark, but now it's going to be a sustained burn. A flame that doesn't extinguish so easily, right? Because you would see flashes from Mitch Trubisky, but then the next drive you would see a three and out, and then the next three drives after that you would see three and outs. And from Kenny, it was the very first drive. It was the first time all season where you said, wow, I'm not playing down by a touchdown after my offense already went out there. My offense went out there, and I'm only down by four points because they were able to put up points on the board. I mean, if Deontay gets both feet down, maybe they're they're at first and goal and they could score a touchdown and tie it up. I'm not saying it changes the game entirely, but you felt so good given that even though you had lost the week before to the Jets, with the drives by Kenny, the touchdown drives by Kenny, you felt really good about the offense coming into this game, coming into the Buffalo game. And then on that first drive, you're saying, wow, this offense really could turn a page. And then they just kind of fall flat for the rest of the game. But I think... The mismatch here, I know it's an elite defense in Tampa Bay, but I don't see that the Steelers have to be playing catch-up the whole day like they did in Buffalo when they faced Tampa this weekend. Nope, I don't think they are going to be severely down in this game. Because, again, remember, like you got to be on your P's and Q's in other areas in this game, too. Like Don't fumble the first kickoff of the game and set the Bills up again. I know that the defense held and didn't allow any more points, but that really takes the air out of the balloon. The momentum is all gone there, and you give a team like that two drives back-to-back before you even touch Mm -hmm. the ball, you're really playing with fire. So I expect the entire team to be buttoned up more against this Tampa team. I have to assume that they were just getting lit up all week because, again, you can lose, but it's the fashion that they lost in is is what's unacceptable. No matter what, right. st- what, what, no matter where your team at is at as far as the rebuilding process or contender process, like that's unacceptable across the board. So I expect to see a, a, a tighter ship on Sunday for sure. And again, I think being at home really helps this offense more as well. You get the crowd behind you a little bit. You you start to feel the momentum as you build on drives. You know what I mean? Like as you start sure. to move the ball down the field, you can start to feel. You the felt juice the momentum. I mean, like well, don't you get me did wrong internally, and we did watching, but like. You don't get that energy behind you when you're in the stadium that can, you know, get you in the end zone. Or maybe George Pickens shoves a guy off because he's feeling the crowd and he just runs it right into the end zone. Well, what I was trying to say was the momentum was clearly more prevalent when it was two weeks ago against the Gents. You're playing in front of your home crowd. I I mean, I don't think there's a maybe hockey where home field advantage means more to a sport, right, than in football and hockey. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. So, yeah, your offense showed that flash against Buffalo in their first drive, but it's not going to mean a lot in terms of momentum just because you don't have your home crowd there to support you. We, You and I were not, were not there. Everyone knows that you and I work the games on Sundays every week, so we're never able to, we're never able to be at the games. But you could feel, and we heard it through, through the broadcast, how buzzing – Acrisure Stadium was two weeks ago against the Jets when Kanan came out to start that second half. Even though on his first first possession, he threw that interception to Claypool, Minka got it right back, and then Kenny scores, and then the next drive, Kenny scores again. Like, I, I, I don't think in the last two years even, and I, I include last year because of 
the final game where Ben had to play at home against Cleveland on that Monday night mm-hmm. game. I don't think Acrisure Stadium or, or the the home crowd in Pittsburgh has ever been more electric than in that in that half that starting that started the second half against the Jets when Kenny came out to start. Yeah, I agree. So there'll be some juice for sure in the stadium on mm-hmm. Sunday. I want to see that three and out pattern trending in the right direction again. You know, yeah, go from three to two now, right? Only mm-hmm. have two three and outs in this game. Let's let's keep going positive directions in that. Yeah, av- I agree. In that avenue. And when you get into the red zone, you got to finish drives off. I mean, that's a one top priority. No, and you know what? I don't. You can settle for a field goal every once in a while, but you got to get seven when you get down to the twenty yard. Line. I don't blame them for having a lack of success in the in the. I don't think it was necessarily the the red zone specifically, but at least in positive yardage, right? And and in opposing team territory. Because of the decision by the coaching staff to go for the field goals. Rather when you're down twenty four to three already, you should be going for you should be going for it on fourth down. I agree down. with you there, but get it on third down. Yeah, know? that's a great that, point. That's another that's a great point. direction yeah. that they can get as far as the offense is concerned. Get these conversions on third down so you don't have a decision mm-hmm. to be made from your coaching staff. You take it out of their hands by getting it a down earlier. Um all this being said. There's not much of a drop off from the defense that you faced last week to no, the defense not. that you're facing this week. And if, if anything, it could be slightly better. No, I think it's worse. But if there's any avenue that you can try to attack, it's their run defense. And that brings us back to this conundrum that we have with our running backs, where originally at the beginning of the year, we look into the crystal ball, Nostra Thomas comes out, mm-hmm. and he says, Tampa Bay is going to be top six in every defensive category, but they're going to give up 115 yards per game on the ground, and that's going to be right around the middle of the pack in the NFL. I'm going to go, that's Mm -hmm. perfect for Najee Harris if only our offensive line is going to be able to create holes. Now fast forward to this, and it's like we're there, but I'm sitting here going, I think our line's going to be able to create some holes. Is 22 going to be able to show some burst? Exactly. Is 22 going to pick the right hole? Well, if he doesn't, I know who could, and that's number 30. Yeah, I mean, we said last week that you you might want to start working him in a little bit more. And I guess you would have to if you see the same kind of play from Najee at this point in this game. You have to give Warren some spin and some more weighty downs early in the football game, try to get something going with him. But mm-hmm. I really hope Najee's injured. I know that sounds so right weird because to you say, don't you don't yeah. want it to be a, be a mental healthy, thing. perfect healthy guy that mm-hmm. is just gun shy to hit no, holes. No, I don't think it's selfish at all because that would excuse this first what six or five games now that he's played where he hasn't he's just been lackluster. He has not been the same Najee Harris that you saw out of Alabama or you saw in his rookie season in the NFL. I don't think it's selfish at all, Tom. I think it's I think it's the best. Case scenario for this team in a weird, twisted way to say your starting running back is hurt because that would take all the blame away from him. That would maybe even give give you more credit to Najee for saying, hey, you're hurt and you're going out there like you're one tough SOB, right? Yes. You'd much rather that than just say, I think he lost. Like, worst case scenario, Tom, worst case, it's a Trent Richardson thing. Right where the Browns went out and got Trent Richardson in the draft out of Alabama, had a great rookie year, and then, what, three games into his sophomore season at at Cleveland, he got traded to Indianapolis, 
and was out of the league by the end of his rookie contract, right? Yes. That I'm not saying he's on that path, Najee Harris, but you don't want it to even come close to being on that path. I mean, he's not being traded away, which obviously is a good step, but right now he's having what could be what could look like a rookie season phenom and that was it. Yes, if he's not injured. Well, that's the thing is yes. that we know he's already played through an injury this season in, in the preseason, right? He he came out and let the world know that he was dealing with a Liz Frank injury when it was just reported that someone had stepped on him and he was just having some discomfort. It's clear that that, that recovery now is taking some time. Correct. So best case scenario is that he is injured and that once <laughs> he's once he's fully recovered, he can return to the Najee Harris from last year. So maybe he returns a little bit to form this week, and that's good news. But that's my first plan of attack is let's run the ball. Run the ball. Let's try to run the ball early in this game. And We're running it right maybe, into Vita Vea up front, No, though. avoid that, dude. But yeah. that's the thing. That dude's kind of by himself now. You know, there's no JPP anymore. There's mm-hmm. no Kong Su anymore, yeah. who I think they're really missing right now in the run defense. Both of them, actually. Sue. Yeah, but Sue, I think, in particular. Like, the Vita Vea-Sue tag team, how do you run in between no, the tackles can't. against those two guys? So... Uh, they're going to figure that out. Maybe it takes a couple extra weeks for the Steelers' sake for them to figure out that run defense. And you avoid Vita. Easier said than done. He's going to make himself present even when you're trying to run away from him from time to time. He's an all-pro. But I think you got to try to get some ground and ground and pounding going. Uh, and if you have to use Kenny in a creative mm-hmm. way to do that too. My worry is, though, is that the linebackers at the next level. Oh, they're so good. They're going to uh, haul Kenny down. Three out of four of them are... All pro levels right now. Yeah, Devin White's going to be galloping at him like a horse. Although, Williamson just opening my eyes on Devin White more and more this week. Like, phenomenal talent. But if it wasn't for Levante David, he doesn't think he'd be considered as great as he is. Like He just thinks he has a great partner and that elevates it. And yes, they just because, look like, better. There's because plays that Williamson sees and he's like, Devin White runs the wrong way on play action sometimes. Like, really? So that guy can be had. Which is something that a good something offensive that, coordinator needs to well, recognize, or a good mobile quarterback can recognize as well. Both, yeah, they both need to say in their in their you know walk through it to the week in their film study, like, hey, we can get White mm-hmm. to bite every once in a while. If we see White biting hard, pull that sucker back and run, or hey, pull that sucker back, and we'll have Pickens running like a curl route that you can hit him on in a single coverage. So, gotta exploit stuff like that because there's there's very few cracks in the armor for a defense like that. If you get a trigger-happy linebacker that you can fake out with some good play mm-hmm. action, you're going to make your life easier because you're right about those two, though. You know, If they're in the spot that they're supposed to be in, they're going to win nine times out of ten on their matchup. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's it's that combo of linebackers going up against a rookie Kenny Pickett. I'm not, I'm not bashing Kenny at all, but so often do you see rookies just kind of you see, you see rookies, you know, lose that battle against veterans. And it's stupid to say that, you know, the quarterback battle when you go up a, a, a veteran quarterback versus a rookie because the quarterbacks aren't playing each other. But I believe, Tom, that the longest streak in NFL history for uh, wins against rookie quarterbacks is owned by Ben Roethlisberger. That's yes. something like 14. But Tom Brady is right behind him. And... That streak could continue. I'm not saying it's because of Tom Brady's doing it because, again, you don't see the quarterbacks playing against each other, but that means the team that Tom Brady has played on does a good job of humbling that rookie, and I have a feeling that I have an unfortunate hunch that 
even if Devin White can't get faked out, that his teammates and Levante David and Shaq Barrett can do enough to really. Oh, of course, they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're phenomenal. They're good defense. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. great. That's This is going to be a struggle again this week for the offense at times. You just, again, you got to hope that you see some more of those steps in the right direction uh, being taken. I hope we continue to see the Pickett to Pickens connection. I think you will. I think now. It's, is it so clear that it's his favorite receiver? I think so. I mean, because you saw Pickett, or sorry, Pickens rather, have career highs against uh, the Both Jets. Back to back games. Right. He had great outputs. And then he was the leading saw, receiver for the team. And then you saw last week, they picked up right where they left off against New York, even though it was, it was in a very sadly losing effort. It's very clear that Pickens is the number one guy. And right pick, and pick its mind at least I think. Um, I, I does that mean Deontay can't come back and have a couple big games? No, I think people are going to start to see Pickett as the right. Guy. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna now game plan for Pickett. So Deontay's got to step up or pick ins rather, and then Deontay has to step up against second or third stringer or or just rather second Single or third yeah. secondary kind of guys. But I like the connection that we're seeing from eight and fourteen. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Rare is it where you could potentially hit on your next great quarterback wide receiver combo and back to back picks in the yeah. same draft. You know, yeah. like usually those duos come wide receiver later in the career. Maybe the the uh, quarterback's there for a year, like Joe Burrow, and then he's in the ear of the team to pick Jamar Chase, and you get him a year later. But like, if those two can become that a, one, also took a. Two first rounder and two top five overall picks. That's that, right. That bro and this Chase one took one. a yeah. mid to late first rounder and, and a an second early round second round rounder yeah. to get. So, if that's the dynamic duo for ten years, wow, I got home, no problem home, with home, it. Home home run as far as those yeah. two draft picks are concerned, and it looks like it's trending in that right direction. So, I just want to keep seeing Pickens build and build and continue to have outputs like that. One final thing he's got to do though, he's got to score a touchdown again. The ends well. Any no, of them. No wide receiver has scored a touchdown. Any of them has. It's just shocking. So that's 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 an unfortunate narrative because Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You've now established yourself as a team that A, can't have a receiver score a touchdown, and B, Kenny Pickett also has gone without a, a passing touchdown. Six quarters, yep. Yeah. But the receiver thing is even more shocking. You know, that's five games under your yeah. where not one wide receiver has. You have talented pass. receivers. You think? You think you do? You, you do. Yeah, I, I I still think it trends in that direction. I think Pickens is a world beater. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. So, damn it, I'm going to say it. George Pickens is scoring a touchdown on it's Sunday. It's coming. Pickett to Pickens is going to find the end zone at least once on Sunday. And you know what? I'm not saying it's it's terrible, but um. I think their secondary, if you look at their their three levels of defense, Tampa's secondary is probably in third. I'm not saying it's horrible, but when you look at Vita Vea up front, the linebackers are clearly number one. They're more nameless. Like they're they're the less household names mm-hmm. on that defense. Like Antoine Winfield is really the really, only one. They're really good yeah. though. They're still like Mike Edwards is good. Like mm-hmm. they're good secondary. They're good at every level. Sure. I mean they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, they're this good year at every level. Yeah. Of, well, not on the back of. 
12 is going to have a lot to Mm -hmm. do with it, but their defense is going to be a huge reason why they win 11 games and win that division. Oh, of of course. I'm just saying I think if there's one area where if you're the Steelers game planning for this Tampa Bay defense. I think so, too. You attack them through the air. Although that's kind of just based on your own offense's inability to run the ball because anybody else, like we said at the beginning, would look at it and say, you can run on them. Like, try Mm -hmm. to run on them. And then have that open up the passing game. But, you know, you have to play with the cards you've been dealt. And the Steelers' hand doesn't exactly hold, you know, two all-star caliber running backs and a phenomenal running game. No. And, again, I'm going to return to the Najee Harris-Jalen Warren conversation. At what point if Najee Harris, and, again, maybe not to his fault, maybe it's the injury, but if at one point in this game – if Najee Harris isn't hitting the holes and is at, what, like seven carries for 18 yards, do you say, okay, let's get Jalen Warren involved? I, I think it's after, like, the first two series. If you're not able to get anything going ground-wise after the first couple of series, I'm not saying you give Warren an entire series, but you, you throw him in there every now and again. You give him a spell here or there. I mean, we're going to see him on third down, right? That's been determined. He's Yeah, right, he's now guy. the third down so, guy, yeah. You'll see him early on those third downs that you might see Kenny pass. Which, by the way, that says a lot about where they think he is as a pass blocker. If he's going to be the third down, yeah, back, because you need to make guy. sure Kenny's protected. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I bet Kenny would check into protection with mm-hmm. Warren if it's like a third and mm-hmm. eight or longer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you got to know what you're doing pass protection wise, and you got to trust him out of the backfield as well if you want to throw him the ball as a safety valve that way on one of those third and fives or third and, and long. So, yeah, I, you'll see Warren a lot more no matter what I think in this game, but I, I think if Najee is having a little bit of a struggle, you got to put him in for a handoff in the first quarter. And even if he's not, I mean, who is who are you going to blame if Najee's having a good day? Just give him a little bit of a rest and put Jalen Warren in there. It's just kind of like especially a change of pace, hurt, change like of pace think. guy, yeah. Especially if he's hurt, there's no need to, you know. Just when he starts to finally start feeling himself again, doesn't mean you have to run him right back into the ground, you know, ease him back into things. Like, sure, people would say, "Oh, well, you're running with two running backs. That was clearly a wasted pick on Najee Harris. If you could have just gone with Jalen Warren, well, no, that's not necessarily what they're doing. They're just utilizing both. I mean, do you really think the Steelers would be better off with just Jalen Warren? I don't think so, of right? Not. No, not at no, all. Like they need Najee to wake up. Yeah, right. Like, that's that's right. Don't get it twisted. We're not. When we were saying that they might have found a nice one-two punch, it's more one than two. Yes, it's just that absolutely. They have a serviceable. They now guy have now right. An, I can spell them every now and for the again. first time in a handful of years. Like, I, I like got, going back to like James Connors' like breakout season in 2018. Exactly. Like you finally now have somebody that like you see in there and are like, oh, if he gets a handoff, he could get five yards. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, if he gets a pass out in the open, he could make a guy miss because mm-hmm. he did it against Buffalo late in that game. Yeah, so he did. you finally have at least somebody that's capable of making a play instead of being like, well, Najee needs a break, so I guess we're waving the white flag on this play because there's just no way we're going to get anything from our running back here. No, I, I do like the idea of getting Jalen Warren involved, even if Najee's having like a, a decent day. I don't think – I think you're putting one arm behind your back if – you're limiting yourself to one running back when you have two who could do it for you. One more thing I want to see as sure. well offensively. Squeeze the Charmin. Mm-hmm. Don't drop the football. So, And I'm not saying that there's not going to be a drop, but don't make it one that 
you and I sit here and go, I think we have a 50% chance of ourselves making that catch. Right. If you and I have a 50% if chance you and I to put make on it, pads, you need yeah. to make the yeah. catch. If you and like, I put on pads and we think we could do it, then that if guy— If it's a coin flip, like mm-hmm. the Deontay third down one. Yes. I think there's a coin flip me and you come down with You're that. talking about the one where Kenny's kind of throwing across, across his body. body yeah. it's high. I think there's you a— You should still—there was no pressure from a defender within three or five yards. I, I, yeah, I agree. He needs to make that catch. And we're saying we do it 40% of the time, so we'd still look like idiots out there trying to do it. But, right. like, hell, even if you and I could make that catch one out of ten times— and That's an enough. player should be able to snag that ball. So— on those kind of balls, on the average Joe one out of ten conversion rate balls, you got to come down with those. And I'm not going to get greedy. Oh, I'm going to get greedy. Let's have uh, a combat uh, catch from somebody not named George Pickens yes. for the first time this let's year. Let's have Chase have you, Claypool uh, make Deontay's one of those. Had a combat as well. Let's have let's Chase have Claypool, Claypool make, a make one of those catch. without you know falling down in the process either. Let's have Chase Claypool have a day, huh? Let's have a day, Chase Claypool. Let's, and I'm not saying you need to go over 100, but let's get like five catches for like 54 yards and get a couple first downs for the offense, mm-hmm. right? Like do a slot receiver kind of thing. You, we're sitting here saying that George Pickens is wide receiver one, most likely, after playing six quarters with Kenny Pickett. But again, you're not going to be mad if it's Claypool who has the day or if it's Deontay who has the day. No, I'll take a day from anybody. Right. That's, Gentry, that's Gentry the, can have a day. That's the I beauty care. of having a, run, a, a, a wide receiver core, right, is that you can, you, can be, you can have more than one guy that you can rely upon, not just a George Pickens. Play calling-wise, uh, I think they did open it up a little bit with Kenny and Buffalo, but that might have been born from the tree of necessity when you're down as fast as you were to Buffalo. You kind of need, when you're looking up and it's 24 to three, you kind of need to start opening things up and pushing the ball down the field. Mm -hmm. But I want to see that early in this game. I want to just keep, you know, make, push the ball down the field more and more and more each week. Take risks more and more and more, you know, let's go. If we're going to go through growing pains, let's go through the growing pains. Mm -hmm. Like four interception game. All right, if that if he if he throws two touchdowns as well and for two hundred and fifty yards or something like that, but you know tried to force it into a couple tight windows, let's do it. Let's just be mm-hmm. aggressive with this young kid. And again, don't lose sight of the ultimate goal. I think, which is be competitive in these games, try to win these games, but develop number eight, get him up to speed as fast as you can. Yeah, I I don't even think there's a a huge need for. I mean, I get that he's because he's a rookie development, right? But to me, Tom, he, he looks comfortable out there. Dude, the pocket doesn't eat. Like, there was a play against Buffalo where he just stood there and the pocket just developed around him. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, it looked like he was playing flag football and he knew he couldn't get touched. And that's so encouraging to me that he doesn't look like the pocket is too big for him. He doesn't. The moment either, yeah. At all when there's pressure. He, he, there's always pressure in an NFL game, but you have to know when you guys have that pressure blocked. And he seems to have a sense for that. So, Great step in that direction. Now just, you know, keep building off of that. Keep building that confidence. Tom, I'm I'm not going to lie. From what I saw from him in the Jets game and his efforts throughout the entire Buffalo game, I'm not saying he's going to have – he's made the stride so much so that he could beat Tampa Bay this week. But as the season unfolds and when you're playing easier opponents, easier defenses to face, like next week, the Dolphins' defense – Decent defense, right? A lot more respect 
was had for it in the first three weeks when they started off 3-0 compared to the last now two weeks. But still a formidable defense. I think that could be, in a way, just a huge a huge game for Kenny. I'm not saying that's going to happen this week, but I think as the season unfolds, we've already seen him kind of learn from his mistakes and be and, and, and have even even though he's a rookie, have that veteran understanding of a game and how and how it works and how you're supposed to operate as that quarterback. How funny is it is this that we're in week six and I'm about to say this sentence? Whoa. Keep up the great work, offensive line. Yeah. Uh, keep building Absolutely. In that. They're the team they're the unit that's building in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They get better every single week. Which kind of makes you frustrated because the running game uh, has they were supposed to be our undoing. Yeah. Right? And now they're the you can the never the best nothing can right ever now. work a hundred percent, right? You always have to have some kind of roadblock in your way. And it's not like they're, you know, the top ten offensive line. No, yet, but they're significantly but they're better than better they were last year. They're establishing a, a hierarchy of dudes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Daniels is clearly becoming the number one offensive lineman, and then Chooks is right there behind him. And that right side. And Mason yeah, Mason Cole over. Looks real good. Real right? good. I Kevin Dotson. Moore and Dotson have been fine, but yeah. the right side is... Dan Moore, I think, has had the most questionable The right season. side of the line. Your right guard and your right tackle, you might as well start putting concrete around their feet mm-hmm. because they seem like they're going to be there for a couple years to come mm-hmm. with the way that they're playing. Yeah, I mean, I know I was cherry-picking earlier today when I was saying, oh, some free agent signings weren't working out, but these two between Mason Cole and James Daniels absolutely have been. And that's so good to see because in the preseason and training camp, we were saying, oh, no. Oh no, the offensive line looks just as bad as it did last year. Mason Cole on the injury report. Hopefully he can play because they're gonna have their hands full. Him, Daniels, and Dotson trying to figure out how to stop Mr. Vita Vea. Vita Vea right. and even Cole. Akeem Hicks, too. Yeah. Subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so subscribe today. Available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. It's time, baby. Fireside Friday coming up next. We're going to recap the game last night for like 10 seconds because, wow, (laughs) woof, was that bad. And then we'll get into week six of the NFL action. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opferman, and this is the Steelers Standard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.